What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Middle cop! Hey, behave! Got a lot of emotional baggage coming into this show today. I'm feeling joy. I'm feeling extreme guilt. You're feeling anger. A lot going on. Yes, guy. You gloat. Gloat. I mean, you, you well, won the DraftKings. You, you won the DraftKings. That's... But, I mean, I got no dog in that race. I no, would no, be happy for you. No, what I'm saying is I feel good about winning the DraftKings. What a win. Even though I last said, yes, let's bet on the Lions money line to parlay with the Niners to cover, and then you watched them and said, I don't feel so good about it. I do, and t- everyone listening who's been tweeting and DMing definitely has the impression that it was 90% me the reason we didn't make that bet and only 10% you, and I feel that way too. Well, yeah, so, I mean, so that's the pain. as a gambler, I'm not a huge, you know, stat guy. I'm not even a huge look back guy. And I'm a gut instinct guy. I thrive on a gut instinct. And there was an instinct with that game. I wouldn't go 90-10. I'd say 70-30, though I did watch the game and I agreed. But, but, was, but I had set you up to back out of it once you watched. Yeah. I just think you got to go. Like, I should have pumped I get you a up gut. more. When I get a gut instinct, we're, we're up now. We won today. Uh, we won the Niner game. We may have put 100 bucks on the, the fucking Patriot game. If anything, I'm kicking myself. We should have doubled on that one. Uh, that was easy money. I, I, I do think it's easy, though, when you don't pull the trigger. I, I've learned I don't get mad at things I don't bet on. Once you don't bet on it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> though, I have just... When I got a gut instinct and I feel pretty good, I I, I think we got to go with it next time. Yeah, I, look, I I'm just saying. You say seventy thirty. I appreciate that. I you had a gut instinct. I was uneasy with it, and instead of believing in you, I pulled the reins back and kind of put you in the, a different headspace. And everyone heard it that way because all the DMs I'm getting are you cost well, you cost your you guys guy you cost yourselves. Because what would it have been if we had done that money line with the Niners and it work out to like eleven hundred dollars? It was like tw- it was over twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. So I, I got multiple texts like, "Bro, fuck yeah on the Lions!" Like they had bet on the Lions. Yes, I did and too. And I, I just think when you when you get a game like that, you gotta you gotta ride it. 
and uh, we made a mistake. We we live and we learn. Now we're I appreciate up that over being a thousand dollars. Yeah, we did. It wasn't. We we won. We're three weeks in a row. We our lock of the week is hit. Yeah, I'm I'm down about five fifty as of recording this though. The Packer game is about to kick yeah, off. Tell us what of, happened on Sunday afternoon with you. And you and you won three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, like three thirty seven. How much you have in your DraftKings account? Uh, I've got. I don't know if it's updated yet. Hold on, let me check this. Between the third place at the U.S. Open, uh, well, I've spent a lot of it because I'm at four eighty four right now in my DraftKings. That's got actually that's good. not right because that that's not factoring in. That's not correct. It's going to go up. So it might well, be like over seven hundred bucks. Yeah, you have four hundred dollars in there from. Well, Lakes? I won four hundred, and yeah, I don't. I don't quite understand the math that's happening right now in my total purse, but I'll have to circle back on that. So there's a chance you have over $700. You could cash out like 500 and still have several hundred dollars in there. You got to feel pretty good about that. I, I'm jealous. I, I am. Uh, wait a second. I finished third in something. Oh, I I finished third in the U.S. Open? Does that sound right to you? I don't know. That's right. Know. I did I, finish third in the U.S. Open. So, yeah, I'm going to have over $700 in there. Yeah. That's, that's my know, first you're, win. You're hot. You're hot. I am hot. We had a moment. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. I, I love DraftKings, partner. I, I, I'm I, I, I'm really mad. I, I suck, and it's not fun to play. Let me inspire you. Let me for, don't do not forget. It wasn't that long ago that you were feeling this exact same way about golf, and then had a top ten finish. I was not in the top. I don't think I was in the top seventy the first two weeks of the NFL DraftKings. Um, and we had a moment where you really needed the Cowboys to win. I needed to create some separation between myself and second place, and. I once Russell, once Russ threw there. the touchdown, though, you had solidified the championship for the. Yeah, week. but that's what I'm saying. That moment, I needed DK to catch a pass. You needed him not to catch a pass. We were yeah, I was that, that was de- that was devastating. That was quite a swing, but that was. Cool. But uh, the, the, uh, here's the re- the only reason I gambled. I had a parlay that really got lucky. Well, the I bear had you like had, you won the bit right. That parlay was a lot. Yeah, but I I had put two hundred fifty dollars on the Cowboys right before the game kicked off because I was chasing losses from. The Eagles that fucked me good, and then I was in. I could tell early on the Chargers and Anthony Lynn. I I, sometimes I regret when I have a strong opinion, and Anthony Lynn I think is as average as the day is long. And then it's like, well, you you watch Hard Knocks, you kind of like him. He is a shitty fucking coach. I've been saying it for two years. I'm not going to change my tune. Just like Vance Joseph, a couple wins, I ain't changing my tune. Anthony, I, I deserve to be hit in the back of the head for putting any money on Anthony Lynn. I don't give a shit if he's playing the the Panthers, the the modern-day high school, USC football. That that was a gutless effort today by the Chargers. I Honestly, I'm not mad at the Cowboys. Like, I give, they, they fucking kept me alive just playing their ass off. Dak just throws some bad picks or whatever. The Chargers and the Eagles are fucking an embarrassment. I, both those two teams... The Chargers even worse than the Eagles because at the at the end of the day the Eagles had been playing shitty. So I was betting on a team that had been playing shitty, and and I think we all agree the Bengals actually are kind of feisty. Yeah, the Chargers it's like you have so many better players. I know than the Panthers. I told you I didn't love that terrible. bet this week, just because I didn't feel God. like. But you know, for me, part of it is like, I, and Herbert's line looks a lot better than it looked to my eye. I think he's for for being a rookie, he has he has every reason to keep being the starter. But he just doesn't make – he just misses too many plays to be reliable enough to, like, count on him to win right now. Although the yeah, hook and ladder – John, the play was perfect. <laughs> Eckler was going to score a touchdown. I get, my opinions 
on a player when I'm gambling on him. I, I thought Herbert was pretty shitty today for the, whenever I watched him. Now, I didn't. I was getting in and out with red zone. Yeah, I, I I'm down on Justin Herbert right now. I, so it's just like I just yeah. I, I can't this is the guy that I was afraid to start, but I think he's good enough to keep as your starter. But yeah, I mean, he just if you're trying to win games, he's gonna miss. He's gonna make some sweet plays. He did make some sweet plays, but he's also yeah. gonna miss some basic throws. Well, like Nick did. Mullins doesn't throw a spiral. Really, did you notice that today? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I've noticed the one that. thing Herbert does is he throws a beautiful. On a rope spiral. It just happens to just go all over the place. Yep. Mullins throws an ugly ball. He does. Do we agree there? We do. <laughs> I mean, it's Completely It's agree. not a great looking ball. Well, I got some Mullins numbers for you today that'll <laughs> blow your mind. Before we get to those, though, let's tell you this podcast is brought to you by Ease.com. Maybe you should get into that right now, John. Ease.com, promo code HAM. 20 bucks off your first order of $50 or more. Or Ease.com, if you're a returning user, promo code HAM10 gets you 10% off. Share it with your friends. Love our friends at ease.com. Go to their website, vapes, pre-rolls, topicals, edibles, you name it. They got it. Again, check out ease.com. They're our friends, long-standing partners, first-time user, promo code HAM, $20 off a purchase of $50 or more. Promo code HAM10. You can buy whatever you want and get 10% off. They got you covered. We got you covered. Support the podcast by going to ease.com. And fucking buying some stuff and use the promo code. It's really easy to do. And if you've already used it and you've already used Ham 10, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your wife, tell her friends, tell your friends. Do whatever you got to do. Spread the word. Just got to be 21 or over. Get verified online in minutes. And then it's minutes until the delivery. That's simple. Podcast also brought to you by Burrow. Burrow. Dot com slash ham. Go right now to burrow.com slash ham to see what we're talking about with the practical, versatile, beautiful, unique, high-tech sofas and furniture at burrow.com slash ham. It's easy, guy. You pick your fabric, leg finish, armrest style, and length. You can add a Chase Lounge or Ottoman or both. Their iconic Nomad collection of sofas and uh, sectionals is now available in five shades of performance velvet. Guy, they, they got stuff all over the place. Creating a stylus, uh, cohesive space is now easier than ever with Burrow's new collections. They got a lot of new stuff, guy. Go to their website, like you said, burrow.com slash ham. Check it out. I'm seeing people moving left and right. There is nothing oh. easier, to, easier to move and yet nothing that can be that easy and look this good. You get to put it together. Fast and free shipping, zero interest financing, $75 off your Burrow purchase. Fast and free shipping, Burrow.com slash ham. Check out the site for details. We're telling you, just go to the site, Burrow.com slash ham for 75 bucks off. Do it. I think we'll look back if the Niners make the playoffs, John, and say this two- and three-week stretch, week two and week three against the Jets and the Giants, was the absolute savior. Kyle Shanahan, who we bet on, back-to-back weeks rewarded us. The 49ers with, did you see that stat? Uh, was it Dove Climate or somebody tweeted? It was like QB1 out, RB1 out, RB2 out, tight end one out, wide receiver one out, DN one out, DN two out, DN five out, CB one out, CB two out, CB four out. It was like the list of all of basically the Niners hurt depth chart. 40% of the salary cap out. Kyle won those two games by 45 points, John. He just beat the Jets and the Giants 67 to 22 with his backup quarterback. Yeah, someone... uh. Someone tweeted at me after the Niner game and said, did you learn more about Kyle Shanahan over this stretch? Like, did he impress you? And I said, to be honest with you, no. Because last year was that. Now I hold him to the standard of the way we've talked about him, the list we put him on, 
these fake fantasy coaching drafts. We put them the, yeah. the air. We already have them there. I, I put them with Sean Payton, with Andy Reid. I'd say Belichick's like an all-time outlier, but the other 31 coaches, he's right at the top of the list. So what do great coaches do when they're handed a shit sandwich against bad teams? They beat the shit out of them. And that's what Wait a second, you're saying he got handed a shit sandwich and instead of eating it, he used it as a weapon. Yeah, and just threw it all over Adam Gase. (laughs) And then today he threw it all over Joe Judge and Daniel Jones and then threw it over Jason Garrett too. (laughs) So I, I just think the way we talk about him, we expected him. It was going to be difficult, but you and I both felt pretty confident putting fucking money on him the last two weeks. And it, a lot had to do with we believed in him, but the shitty team and the combination, we just thought we were betting on Kyle Shanahan. And he took him to the woodshed. And, and this week, I'd say he's even a little crazier than last week. He did it this week with his backup quarterback. So most teams, even good teams, right? Like if, let's say Cam Newton went down. I wouldn't just be confident, and I have nothing but confidence in Belichick and McDaniels, but would you be that confident in Jared Stidham? Because I haven't seen him play. I don't know. No. Okay, I don't think Bill would. But I, like, I had seen Mullins operate before. He'd been here a long time. He had played in games. I had faith that Kyle Shanahan would do this today. And it, it started, I'd say, a, not a little rocky. The Giants played hard, and they ultimately just beat the living shit out of him where I stopped paying attention in the fourth quarter. It was such a beatdown. And then I turned it back on, and he's still throwing it with Mullins. And I thought, well, you know what he's doing? He's just getting them reps. He's using yeah. this game as like a practice for him. Yeah, and Iuke, and, and we'll, get to, we'll get to Mullins and Iuke's performance. But I think to your point, because we've gone so far all in on Kyle, when you go that far all in, you also don't get a lot of excuses. If you, you know, this is beating these two teams is the baseline. It's not the baseline for a good coach, but it is the baseline for a really good coach to beat these two teams like this, to manhandle them with what and Jordan Reed goes out during the game. That's the other thing. Like Kittle wasn't playing twice, twice, guy. Jordan he, Reed he rolled his ankle. Then he, I think he like hurt his knee. Yeah, it was so uh, thank God. That's the other just blessing. If you had asked me before this game, did the Niners survive this game without a ma- another major injury? I would have said no. Um so 62 to tw- 67 to 22, two games is a beatdown. Right. Beat down. <laughs> beat down. But here's the other, I mean, here's the other thing. Like in this game, they beat them down despite the fact that there, there was some stuff not going great. I mean, it wasn't a lot of points worth the Kyle Nelson situation. I don't know if there's I don't know if it's just the turf. Have you ever seen anything like that before? A, a snapper with the yips that many times over. And you could tell early on the first field goal. I was like, God, they, he just got that ball off and then it just didn't stop. Robbie Gold's giving him a pep talk. So I don't know. There's something going on the, the, with the, him. The, the, the last one guy, he like skipped it back. Clearly, he just was like, I, I, honestly, I felt kind of bad for him. They got they were lucky, right? He's they were killing the team because yeah. I had the thought like, is he getting cut tomorrow? You can't you can't keep that roster spot if that's your situation, right? Because you don't carry they, a luckily backup. that Kyle didn't have to. You just kept rolling him out there. Hopefully, he could figure it out as you get a. Thankfully, Wisnowski didn't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, I just that was bizarre. <laughs> that was that was really bizarre. It was really, it, weird. but again, like when you when you're winning a game by 25 plus points, it gets lost in the shuffle. If this a tie game and you're playing the Rams, that's the story of the game. If anything, it's like, oh, what about that uh that Kyle Nelson guy? You know, it's like no one even cares, even though it is a micro issue that I would imagine. There, Kyle's 
probably thinking him and John Lynch. Got to be stressed. They might need to talk to him. I they got to figure something out. Yeah, and, but, and with, they're not easy to find, right? You just find a long snapper. They don't just exist. What uh, what was his name? Brian Jennings. Who was the guy that snapped for like eighteen years, then got too expensive? Oh yeah, yeah him. I probably call, he's probably on the couch. It'll cost four million dollars, but it well, might be worth Kondo it. probably lives in Pleasanton, but he That's he true. already retired once after a game. Um, you know, you made a point earlier this week about how maybe being at the Greenbrier, this being like back to back road trips where they don't come home, could actually be a good thing for them. This is another area where Kyle gets some credit, right? Clearly, that team walked onto the field. His team walked onto the field today, full confidence. They they were the better football team, even though they were filled with a bunch of guys that hadn't necessarily been in that spot like yeah but our, our buddy jeff schwartz hit me a couple days ago he's like i like the giants minus four i'm like yeah i just i don't like I, there's no chance i'm putting money on joe judge and then he said something that kind of rattled me he's like well what if they start second guess because they're always they were talking about the field the whole week and he's like what if their guys are second guessing the field i'm like that's that's possible but my thing is in the nfl i think it would be hard you just wouldn't have to think about you just play because they just, you, you know, like they're going to lose a game because they're second guessing the field. Yeah. Well, clearly that, like, they didn't show any issues to me beside like the Jordan Reed rolling his ankle on a play that looked pretty innocuous that probably shouldn't happen on the field. And maybe that ultimately why George Kittle didn't play. I, I wonder. So I, I said I, last probably, week I wouldn't play him. Probably wouldn't admit it. Uh, but didn't maybe it was easy to hold. Yeah, it was easy to hold George out. Yeah. And get him healthy now for. I guess on paper the Eagles game before the season looks sweet. Now it doesn't look as great. Well, it's but, but it they, is more difficult. Like they just you just got you just yeah, get away. They're with way better than the, the Jets, Jets and the Giants. Giants. They have um, Carson Wentz and just some good players. Yeah, and the defense. Look, I mean, the defense looked fast, physical, fanatical. I mean, all the things that every defensive coordinator would say. I, they just to me the fact that they looked so confident coming, so confident from the first snap of the game. Like they weren't. This was not to me a front running game where they got the lead and then started feeling it. They were feeling it from the jump, and that just goes back to it's not new, right? How much these guys believe in Kyle, clearly how much they believe in Sala. How even with all the injuries, you still look at them and go, on defense in particular, they're still pretty talented. So, yeah, to me, one thing their standard on defense of hitting guys, like how physical of a defense they are. Yeah. Is Hyder? I mean, Hyder's good. Kinlaw, you really felt his presence today, making some plays. Warner's crushing people. All their DBs tackle, even though they're not great cover guys all the time. But the, the one thing is, it's easy. I, I think you were in radio a lot longer than me, and you did covering the Fresno State, and everyone's always angry at the offensive coordinator, right? Like, the offensive coordinator just takes a lot of heat. Every guy, every fan whose team, even when you win, that that position is just... Because you could you could envision yourself calling a, a, an offensive play. Yeah, you don't really you necessarily get mad at the defensive coordinator, but you have no fucking clue what they're doing. No, it's I, like, why are we covering that's guys? Very true. But on offense, it's Corners, like we though. should be running more cover routes and out routes and draw plays, and everyone thinks they have a good idea. Where you know, I I, I just think that when it comes to Kyle, we're now just think he's fine. But the defense, the standard in which they are, like you just watch the DBs around the league. Most of them can't cover. Like Seattle and Dallas, they got really talented teams. They can't cover a soul. So it's like the Niners are just like 99% of even good teams. They just can't, their corners can't really cover beside Richard Sherman, who I guess he's still going to miss this week, huh? Because he got, yeah. he got the three weeks. So they, they need him. They do. I mean, he's they a, do. He's, I, I will he's say, local radio, it's always play calling and nobody's ever happy with their cornerbacks. 
Now, it's fair a lot of times, but like usually like people break it down. Like, why aren't they turning their heads? I hate his footwork. How come he's getting See, beat off the line? That, Everyone that, always wants you to jam guys at the line of scrimmage. Th- this is where I'm not giving Kyle credit necessarily because I've just I this I this might sound arrogant or whatever. I mean, we put our money where our mouth is. We expected him to do this. The calls in for the Giants and Jets this week have nothing to do with play calling, right? Or schemes. It's just a it's when you and I were in the peak of the Niners' downfall when they got rid of Harbaugh and Tom Sula and Chip. It's all organizations. You play two organizations whose fan base looks at like their building's on fire, and Kyle threw more gasoline and threw some matches and walked away, which yeah. he should do. Which yeah. It's what Andy would have done. It's what John Harbaugh would do right now. If Seattle had played those two teams, they would have beat the shit out of them, right? That's just that's what he was supposed to do. He did it. Hat tip. Now it's just you get this win with still all these injuries, you'll feel pretty good. Four and one, you'll be in pretty good position, right? You, yep. you can give yourself a little you know, leeway to drop a, a game. Now, the problem is this division games coming up are just clearly going to be really hard this year. Those Obviously, Seattle's 3-0, and and they look fucking awesome. I mean, they can't really cover, but you know, I guess we'll find out more about Adams. And, and the Rams are 2-1, and one, but they clearly look pretty special, right? They, and the Cardinals... They've already beat you. I mean, the Cardinals, just, they've already beat you. So That's it's all like you, need. you, you yeah. have to beat them just to split. They th- This was... They did what they were... Sp- Kyle did what he was supposed to do. Now you're going to need Phillip... Uh, uh, now you need Debo Samuel back, right? Yeah, I thought I I thought today the Rams showed back. like I don't know who Rams Phillip are pretty is. good. Yeah, <laughs> Philip uh, Thomas. Rivers. <laughs> the the Rams are pretty good. Yeah, and you know they're I thought like if you are gonna lose a game, like you want to lose it like the Rams, right? You're playing on the road against a playoff team. You're getting mollywopped, and then you come storming back, and it's like a loss. But you're like, you know what? If we just fucking fix a couple things, we're fine. Right. Like they they have the loss where they're flying three thousand miles, where they're not really feeling that shitty. We go, nobody can block ninety nine. Like I, I think the Niner Rams games this year are going to be. I mean, and Seattle are going to be just fire as long as the Niners can get some of these guys back. Like mm-hmm. they can't, they couldn't beat those two teams with this. Like they, I, I'm sorry, they're not beating either one of those two teams with no, Nick Mullins. No. Jets and Giants. Thank you. Yeah. That now it's over and done with. You don't get to play them again. They're not in your division. So Nick Mullins, do you know he tied a franchise record today held by Joe Montana? Uh saving his granddaughter. Shout out to uh Joe, by the way. Yeah. TMZ. Anytime you see TMZ Joe Montana, you go, What? I saw people DM it or uh, Instagram messaging Joe Montana to get him on the podcast. We appreciate your efforts. But Joe Montana, somebody tried to steal a grandchild from him. Oh wow. Don't, so no, don't ever do that to cool Joe. That's not the record that he tied. Uh, Nick Mullins tied Joe Montana's 49ers record for most consecutive games with at least 220 yards passing. Nine. <laughs> he also he also had his third 300 yard passing game against the Giants. So how about that? Do you know what that shows we, you? We believe that. Is that? Do you know what it shows you? Hmm. Is that for as much hype as even Kaepernick got, it was not some like even in his peak, was not some great, smooth road. He had some duds. Yeah. Obviously, Jimmy has well-documented duds and gets talked about. I think the Kaepernick, peak of Kaepernick, was viewed a little differently than it actually was even when you were watching it. He just had explosive, crazy plays. He wasn't like every game just putting up Rodgers or Breeze. It's like 320, 320, 320. That was not the Apparently, deal. neither was Steve Young, 220. We love you, Steve, but... Yeah, but the, the, to me, the, the stats are so inflated. Uh, I mean, well, we'll I know, but Joe did it. 
Yeah, that's true. But I bet Steve, you know, Steve was running subsidized. the ball. Some of it was yes. running. Yeah. No, I know. And uh, listen, you you win a game with your backup quarterback. I don't care who you're playing. That's a win. That's that's the only reason. Like every coach, if you say, listen, you have to start one game with your backup quarterback. You don't care what the stats are. You don't care what it looks like. You'll just take a win, right? right? And he clearly played winning football. He was fine. He was good. Like I, I can't expect anything more from that. I do think the stat line and just some of the vibes that I saw on social media, like I tweeted Big Dick Nick as a legend and some like people like can be are quoting it like what Nick? Like, yeah, I ain't talking about Nick Mullins and he not even trying to be funny. But guys, like, do we are we watching the same game? He's fine, but he's not like you can't watch that as an objective individual and go Jimmy Garoppolo when he's healthy is a completely different player, right? Yes. Like, they, yes. they can't I, win big without Jimmy G. No, I mean, could they beat the Eagles with Mullins? Maybe. I think they might be. I mean, yes. The short answer is yes. I'd feel a lot better if you told me Garoppolo's back this week. Right. I think it's a little different with uh, Fletcher Cox and Malik, Malik Jackson chasing you than it is the, that crew of guys today. You know, like, they they have defensive personnel that can get after Nick Mullins a little bit the way that the, the Giants and even definitely the Jets in that second half could not. Again, I'm not being a downer on Nick Mullins. Like that's that's I I he exceeds your expectation as an undrafted backup quarterback. Well, he's Kyle believes all you him. want he from the, the backup, offense. right? Yeah, he's fine. I I do think there are times where he throws it into areas that he just now Jimmy does too, but Jimmy has a better arm, and Jimmy's arm's not great. But Nick Mullins, I'd say, on the baseball scale, is throwing about ninety ninety one. You think? What what would you have said? I, I was going to say like eighty nine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe I, I was mean, being I, bullish. He doesn't have. A, I can he doesn't have a good arm as Alex Smith, does he? Yeah. Probably. Probably about the same. Yeah. Maybe not. I. I but he, he doesn't throw spirals really. It works. It, he just gets there. I, I against a good defense though, he would throw picks, right? Yeah, because he yes, because he takes balls chances. are getting tipped. Balls are guys are right but there. To the, me, the it's Giants like Giants don't know what they're doing. Part of what make part of why you really like him is part of why sometimes he makes some throws to make you hold your breath. And I think part of why you really like him is because the guy clearly believes in himself, and he's good enough to back up. Like I can come out here and win. To me, he is such a great argument for for Kyle Shanahan's value because over the course of a coach's career, over the course of ten years, if you're trying to go to the Super Bowl. You're gonna have you're gonna have a team that is a nine win team, and you're just scrapping to make the playoffs, and you're trying to win a game or two that are gonna be the difference with a backup quarterback. And those, like Sean Sean Payton did it with Teddy, Andy Reid did yes. it once upon a time with Jeff Garcia. It's part of the to deal. me. It's like what Bruce Bochy would have been in a baseball season where you only play sixty games instead of one hundred and sixty two, and there's just gonna be these little moments, games that no one really pays attention to, games that, I to me, the teams that win. Big win games where you have excuses why you should lose. And th- to me, not only did they win the game, I mean, it, it wasn't even close, right? Yeah. And they but it, and they ran the ball pretty well, but it's not like they were running six yards a carry. I mean, it felt honestly better than the stats. The st- they were under three yards a carry against the Giants. How many yards did they rush for? 93, and that's counting 31 from Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, you're right. The stats don't look great. I would have I guessed like 130, but... It was, it was effective. Here's my thing with Kyle, and I'm going to give Kyle credit on this one. He drafts C.J. Beathard, and he clearly likes him because he keeps him on the active roster. Now, because of the COVID protocols, 
you, it might have forced his hand. You know, like non-corona, maybe there's a chance, especially when you factor in injuries, he does not take up a roster spot. I, I But I don't know that for sure. Like there's a chance Kyle would keep him. But clearly Kyle liked the guy a lot when he drafted him. I mean, he, he drafted him in the same draft where he passed on Mahomes and Watson to draft this guy in the third round, which I... I'll never know for sure, and probably no one is going to tell me this. There might have been conversations like, you know, I'd rather have CJ in the third round than take Mahomes in the first, right? Those conversations, or Watson, those those conversations. Maybe I mean, he, didn't, he did happened. say he didn't really even watch Mahomes, so he might not have even. Yeah, well, that's that's a bigger indictment. But regardless, I mean, he's admitted it, like you said. He did find a guy and developed him to pass the guy that he liked, and now he plays him, who's just. Nick Mullins is clearly way better than CJ. Like Kyle, we know it. We've seen it with our own eyes, but the Niners have acknowledged it by making him the backup quarterback. So to me, it's an organizational credit, but it starts with a head coach developing this guy, understanding the offense, and then believing in him enough to run the offense. And to me, Nick gets a lot of credit. Clearly, he just like does whatever he has to do in practice, in the film room, in the meetings to make Kyle really like him, right? Because part of being a backup quarterback and earning that trust. Now, Nick has played, so it's a little unique. A lot of undrafted free agents that have become backups sometimes just don't get any regular reps in, in regular season games. But to hold that spot over the years, like he does whatever a lot to impress Kyle, shit that we'll never see, right? Just the way he the way he conducts himself yeah. in the facility well, seven but, days I a mean, week. don't you think some of it we do see? Like, we see the clips of him. I love watching locker room talk. I love watching quarterback hype. I mean, to me, I do feel like Tell me if I'm wrong. You've been in you've been in the building where you see how a player is perceived versus what you think of him on the inside. I do think you can tell a little bit when you watch just a guy talk post game to his teammates. Do they is is it authentic? Do they buy it? I buy it with him. Like it's authentic, right? He has leadership qualities. He's not the team captain. He's got leadership qualities without having to uh like take away from Jimmy's leadership of the team rich i don't think all quarterbacks i think some quarterbacks were no, back it's, it's, it's probably hard to do to fit in right, right? and also yeah, be a leader yeah. so i do think we i mean you're right he definitely does a million things we don't see but i think my guess is the stuff that Kyle loves most about him is the stuff that we've seen when he plays he 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 can do what Kyle wants him to do he's tough as shit he is a leader his teammates clearly believe in him enough right i mean he, I, I i did watch thinking god him and how many balls has he thrown to Kendrick Bourne over the years, just in practice, because they Kendrick had four catches. It felt like he had seven. Like I, I, my initial reaction is like Mullins is solid, and then when I think about it, you have to grade him on a scale because he's the backup. So he was really good, right? If if like, yeah, solid. Yep. If he was your starting quarterback, you'd be like, oh, he's a guy, really good backup. And part of being a really good backup is not being good enough for somebody else to take you as a starter. Yeah, like a lot of people are like he earned. I saw a couple people like he earned some money. Like, do you guys have you guys just well, look around the league? Well, he's thinking Mariota got seven million. Well, yeah. So, I mean, Gruden's always open for business. Like the one thing you just see him and Daniel Jones on the same field. Like Daniel has more talent, like a better arm yeah, and stuff. Yep. But Daniel's not a very good player. Like Daniel Jones, I'm watching that game thinking, is Nick Mullins going to be in the league longer than Daniel Jones, or maybe is Daniel Jones more just destined to be a Nick Mullins type role, <laughs> right? One day. Like that's probably what his role would Maybe. be. Maybe I kind of feel like he is de- he is destined to be a starter on just like bad teams. Like he's going to be a, he's good enough to be a starter, but not for good teams. To me, you got to hope to be like become like Andy Dalton if you're him, and just be a backup for a long time. Like what Andy's just going to be. Moving but Andy forward. probably Andy, for his career is going to be starting more years than he backs up, right? 
Oh, yeah, but Andy got lucky. He got drafted on a team that was stacked. D- Daniel Jones got drafted no, on a team. Right. Like, to me, he might have just been able to be Andy Dalton, but your career gets derailed. Like, Nick Mullins might not exist, right? An undrafted free agent if he's on a shitty team. Like, a guy like that, he should just thank his lucky stars every day. He lands in San Francisco, and then the guy they drafted ends up sucking and forced to play because of injuries. I mean, it just, he was on the practice squad for it. It was just. Jimmy Garoppolo tears the ACL. He deserves a shitload of credit for working and being a player, but it's also the domino effect of what's happened in his organization. Kyle Shanahan, it's like Jimmy Garoppolo should just thank Jesus every day. Belichick, Josh McDaniels to Kyle. It it just doesn't get any better than that. And and you see Daniel Jones, you go, uh, Shermer to Judge. Who knows who next? Even Darnold is like gayst. Who know? It's just sometimes you're just handed a shit sandwich. Yep. And you got to eat it because you're hungry. Accept the fact that there is luck involved where you work, where you get drafted, who your parents are, right? Brandon Ayuk is a San Francisco 49er and not on some other team. Now, there are some teams that would have worked out. But he had his breakout game when they they don't. It's easy to look back at the Niners Giants game and go, they blew him out. No biggie. I was pretty comfortable, but it was sixteen to nine when Ayuk took over. Three catches, thirty nine yards, and a nineteen yard touchdown run, uh, and that made it twenty three to nine. And it was like, okay, this is exactly the guy that he looked. Kyle Shanahan envisioned this guy right here in this moment, and we got to see it. You want to play Kyle loves his wide receivers to run. A pretty basic slant route, and then have the juice to break a tackle or the speed to run by guys. Yeah, because he'll run that play. One thing with Kyle, he will run plays over and over. And there was a moment on the broadcast that Joe Judge, who was it? It was Moose and Burkhart. I was like, thank yeah. God we got a solid crew here. It was easy to listen to the the game when Burkhart said that Joe told them, "You wait the first couple series with Kyle, and then you know where he thinks your weakness is." And the first series, what did he do? He ran an end around to Brandon Ayuk. And then he did it again. So he thought, well, they're fucking slow and pussies on the edge. That's what he thinks. And Ayuk can be his chess piece to get it. And then he started running as the game went on the slant side Ayuk. And Ayuk was either breaking a tackle or making had enough speed to you know get easy first downs. He's kept feeding them. And I would say, I was thinking about this today when I was watching Ayuk excel. And obviously, Nikhil now plays like, Say one thing for Arizona State, Bill Belichick and Kyle Shanahan have believed in their two wide receivers. As Kyle said it after, and you watch CeeDee Lamb, he's a physical guy. Like It's pretty clear that IU, to them, was their type guy. Like They didn't, they wouldn't want a Judy type. Like We talked about this when he was drafted. Blocking, physicality, things that ultimately I think IU's going to develop into kind of has some Debo to him. Like He's just, I think, in theory, a faster Debo. People were texting me, is Debo faster? And I was like, well... Ayuk is dealing with a hamstring. I doubt he's 100%. You know, they think Ayuk is a fast player. I know in training camp, he was really fast. Today, he looked a little more possession-y. Like, not slow, but he wasn't... He doesn't look like Henry Ruggs out there, right? Or Jerry Judy. He's not flying. No, although I do think... His play speed was fine. So, and we talked about him. If you go back, like, ages ago, after the draft, we did a Brandon Ayuk YouTube video. We go through a lot of his highlights. You watched him a ton. I watched him a ton. I Wasn't that one of our first big video? Got like 30,000 views? Yeah, yeah I, I, it, it was. I actually, for someone who watched every snap he played in college, think he looks a little smaller on an NFL field. Maybe it's because he's wearing 11. But I, I did think 
one thing is clear with him, and we thought this coming out, that he is a run-after-the-catch guy. I thought everyone talked so much about him being like an over-the-top big play guy coming out. And this, to me, is more what he is, right? Like, I felt like, am I wrong in remembering? Like, everyone was talking about, like, he's a big play over-the-top game-breaker, which, in theory, if he's as fast as they think he is, yeah, maybe he is. But I think what you saw from him against the Giants was that those guys can be, they're all or nothing, right, if that's your only skill. So yeah. maybe we will see him become be some of that guy over the top, but this is so much more useful on a play to play, quarter to quarter, game to game basis in the NFL. Now we saw like the Raiders without rugs; it really hurt not having him. But to me, this is this is the essence of Brandon Ayuk: is you just get him the ball and he goes and makes makes plays. Well, remember what Golden Tate became with the Lions as like just this consistent eighty to ninety catch guy, led the league in uh, after contact yards for like back to back years. And it was like Golden Tate resurrected his career and became just like not quite a pro bowler, but like a high end starter. That just you, if you just trade two, a second for him, it might have been a third, but he was going to be a free agent. Yeah, might have been a second. No, it was a third because okay. remember he had a walk off touchdown against it was like, the well, Bears. Was I remember, yeah. So like to me, is Golden Tate like Pete Golden Tate? Not kind of what he is now. I think Debo and Ayuk are kind of that level of player. We're doing a lot of stuff between 10 to 20 yards downfield, breaking tackles. I don't think you're going to see them trying to think of like speed demons I saw today. I I guess there aren't really that many like super, super speed guys in the league right now. There just is a lot of Keenan Allens, Devontae's, Michael Thomas's. Like, like, you can kill it in the NFL by just working 20 yards at max as your your routes. Like, you... Because it's hard enough when you have speed demons to hit the deep balls, right? It's it's a it's a unique play to begin with. And yeah. I think as fans, and I remember we had a stat a while back on like how many career passes Deshaun had hit over 50 yards in his career. And you think like, oh, he's hitting like seven a year. Well, it's, it's actually never like that. Like you even watch like the Cowboys. Like it's hard in the, uh, in C- Seattle's doing it probably the most right now. It's their quarterback though. And yeah. their receiver, and, and, it's a combination. And his DK. Yeah. And Tyler, Tyler actually is pretty good deep threats. I mean, they got two deep threats. And their quarterback, does he ever miss a fucking deep ball? I mean, honestly, he missed, does he? He missed one today, yeah, which shocked me. Two DK, actually. Did, was that the underthrown one? Yeah, it got broken up slash, did it have a chance to get picked? Probably not, but. But you're going to need, I, I think that's a good, like when you watch the Rams and all their wide receivers just scoring touchdowns, and you watch now DK and Lockett together, just fucking making plays. You're going to need Ayuk to be good and Debo to come back and hit the ground running. And then Bourne is just a solid third guy. Like that's, in theory, should be pretty good. If I can get Ayuk to produce, Debo to come back and be really good. If I got multiple Golden Tates and Kendrick Bourne, you're fine. Like you're not, you don't need to have a Julio Jones, right? Look at the Bears as Foles bringing them back. They're throwing it to Miller and Allen Robinson. I don't think either one of those guys is considered like, a superstar, but if Allen Robinson's on, you know, on that fringe, kind of the way I described Golden Tate. Actually, actually, last year he had like 95 catches with Trubisky. Trying to get himself uh, traded. I think he is just really good. He had a sweet touchdown uh, Sunday. Yeah, he, I mean he's legit. He he's he's better. I mean it's unfair. Debo had has played one year. Yeah, but, but the, like but, he's that type player, breaking tackles, right, working over the middle, just doing sweet shit, non. Running go routes, but like, these I don't guys, think he, like you're saying with Ayuk, he's not going to be running go routes. But, but but the other thing, he's he plays for Kyle Shanahan, 
right? So how many catches is that worth? I don't know. But it's it's worth something. It's worth a lot, right? It's worth a lot. It's why, like, the, the, like Dante Pettis, that's why we've given up on him. It's like if Kyle Shanahan can't figure out how to use you in two and a half years. Kitty cat. I saw somebody suggest a John Ross for Dante Pettis trade today. I like that idea. I would, but I'd say no if I was the Bengals. Yeah, I know. I don't even like John Ross. Like whoever suggested it did, threw in a pick. Like it was the Niners pl- and a, it was Dante and a pick. And I was like, <laughs> Did you hear Moose when Dante Pettis came in to like run a fake jet sweep? He's like, Whoa, we haven't seen Pettis today. Like they clearly probably just says some jabs in these coaches' meetings. Like, yeah, he just can't figure. Well, it they out. probably all ask because on the every broadcaster's board it'll say like second round pick. I'd be like, oh, so yeah. what's up with Pettis? Is this the game he gets loose? Right? People ask that, I bet. Like, you think he gets like, loose it, today? Do you have a well, package Pettis, for Pettis? If Pettis was a sixth or seventh rounder and had the same role these last several years, th- his name wouldn't come up, right? Right. Like, as a broadcaster or the you know the player calling the game, that second-round pick, you go, wait, it was pick 30-something? Yeah, I mean, it was really high, or 40 or whatever it was. It just jumps out. Like, why does this guy? And especially when you go, well, they need their wide receivers are all banged up. Why can't this guy contribute? And the, and the simple answer, I think we know. I saw one game of Brandon Ayuk just today against a terrible Giants game, and he is infinitely better than Dante Pettis. And that's what's crazy about Dante Pettis is he every guy that comes in, they're just immediately better. Trent Taylor, boom, immediately better. Like these Muhammad guys just Sanu, play, they can just first down catch. Yeah, just in he fairness, just, he's a real. I mean. Yeah, he's played in the league, but it's yeah. just Dante Pettis can't. Is Dante Pettis out of the league? You know, because Ayuk just Might comes in is way yeah. better. I mean, I, I, it's easy. I forgot watching it. It was only Ayuk's second game. Like you said, he has the hamstring, but you're right. I watched him once to know he fits. Yeah, he'll work. I think I, I, I thought he looked a lot like Debo. Just see, playing. he looks small. He looked like why? Well, I don't mean I don't mean physically. I just mean the style of yeah, play yep, is going to be. Sure. They're going to. And maybe it's just because, well, John, they're calling the fucking re- the coach is just running the same routes. He's playing Debo's position, right? He's just they're probably if Debo was playing, they would run that slant for him. But it works. But I think, but I think way. Kyle's going to see like he does this well too. I can run it to both of them. Yep. Maybe get a little sluggo. I love a good sluggo slant and go. I just clearly whatever Kyle thought of him, it's he sees that it's going to work. Yeah. He put it on film this week. Now, does Debo is Debo back next week? Well, like to me, that's where it starts. Is it Debo plus Ayuk plus Kittle plus Garoppolo? Right. I don't know if Debo. Well, then, Debo then you might start going. We, week, you get, I think he hinted at that he that he was hopeful he's practice, he'd be able to practice yeah. this week. I, I think you can see it come together. You go Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle. That offense looks and Mozart. All of a sudden, like Bourne's like, reliable. Right. That's a pretty good offense, right? Yeah. If Mozart's healthy, Kittle is a star, Debo solid, Ayuk rookie but talented, Juszczyk, the, the old line's fine, just, Trent Williams just tosses it's people. It's all guys you got to cover. <clears throat> yeah. MyBookie.ag promo code HAM and the number one. MyBookie.ag promo code HAM1. It will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 1000 bucks. If you accept the bonus, you will have to bet the bonus. Even if you decline the bonus, which you can do, we appreciate when you use Ham1, we get credit. Three in a row, John. Locks of the weeks. Threes in a rows. We's wins. We's get paid. Guy, if you're listening to this on Monday, we have a game. Monday Night Football. You heard of these two teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. How often can you get the Kansas City Chiefs, Guy? I'm looking at it right now. Plus three and a half. Wow. And plus 160. 
They beat the Ravens last year pretty handily. Now the game was at home, but no fans. The Chiefs plus 160? When do you ever get a chance of just like, yeah, they're a dog? (laughs) You just got to take it, right? This to me is, I would gamble on it. And if you're going to gamble, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, College football's back. It feels a lot different with the Ooh. SEC plan. How about Mississippi State minus 15 or plus 15 and a half this weekend? Who, uh, who are they playing? No, no. This last weekend, that's what they were. Plus oh, yeah. 15 and a half. Well, see, Mike Leach, they, uh, they're going to be a popular pick because they play Auburn, who looked good. Alabama, who looked awesome. A&M, not great. Florida actually looks pretty sweet. Georgia, not that sweet. So it's get your gamble on. Yeah, I like that. Wow. Okay. Chiefs. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get on it. Do it now. All right. I got so much joy out of watching Nick Foles. Actually, I looked down. I looked away from the Bears game. They weren't getting any red zone time. And I saw Foles in the game. Immediately throws a touchdown that gets ripped away from his receiver. It looked just like the play he got hurt on in Jacksonville, kind of. The DJ Chark. You remember that throw? It was a gorgeous throw. Then I look again. He's in the red zone again. Has another touchdown drop. I think they dropped like two or three touchdowns, John. Tell you what, if I were an Eagles fan, I would not watch Bears highlights. The Falcons blew a 26-10 lead. If I were a Falcons fan, I would not watch Bears highlights. That's a disaster. Uh, but I, Nick Foles, the 3-0 Nick Foles is going to take the Bears to the playoffs, John. Yeah, to me, when he came in, I think you texted me and alerted. You just said Foles. Yeah. And I just, I assume Mitch got hurt because they were they were losing, but they had won their first two games. They clearly just had a short hook. And I did a little, I did a little recon guy, and I I asked, was he on a short hook? And they said, not necessarily. The recon I got was just that if you really broke it down, coach style, the first two games, not like Mitch was killing it. I said and it on the I, last I, podcast. Why isn't full starting yet? Yeah, and I I think sometimes winning can band-aid your issues, and I think they looked at it like Mitch is Mitch is a problem right now because they have really good wide receivers. I mean, Allen Robinson is really good. Uh, Jimmy Graham is like, I think it's his third touchdown. Forgot he was Nick on the team, Foles John. Two to one. Not going to lie. Mi- Miller's not bad. Guy, Allen Robinson had 10 for 123 and a touchdown today. And a touchdown three cones was he tore his ACL. Touchdown was badass. Nick Foles got something to him, man. I mean, I, no question. I just watched him. He's just pretty smooth. If you can protect him and get open, their defense is good. Like I, I don't think this team's going to win 13 games, but they're three and zero. Three and zero. Their defense is good. Could they win 10? Like, don't sleep on fucking Matt Nagy. What's the rest like, of their schedule? Was it a bigger win for the Bears the way they did it with Nick Foles, yeah. or a bigger loss for the Falcons? Well, to me, it, uh, the the Falcons. I like the Falcons this week. I took them, and I was feeling really good about it because, like I said, they're up 16 points, and I was thinking, of course. Well, and I think Adam Gase was probably thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, of course we're down 16. We got Mitchell Trubisky in the game. We cannot score with these guys. So I think it's I think it's more a big win for the Bears, um, given the way it happened. Because the Falcons, they're 0-3. I didn't think much of them. Chicago was 2-0, but it felt like it was not a sustainable 2-0. Like the just you to me, you're just not you're not a playoff team with Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. I didn't think. And Guy, how, how about the game-winning touchdown when he gets hit and he throws that? Like Mitch couldn't do that, right? Uh, yeah, I Foles. Here's Foles is like we talk about him a lot. The Super Bowl happened. Don't forget the next year. You mentioned the Tate play. The next year they won a playoff. He won a playoff game. Was it the next year? Two years later. 
Well, the he, next year, he won. An, it was in Chicago. He won the Golden Ticket. Because remember, he broke because Carson had the back yeah. chip. So like this guy, I'm in. I'm. I, well, you you know when you, when you watch Foles look at their and schedule, he's good. But. When you watch Foles and he's good, you think, you know, he's like a top 15, 16 quarterback. Like he looks solid. And I give him a lot of credit. To me, this speaks to his character and why guys love him, right? Why the Eagles, Doug Peterson, those guys swear by him. Andy resurrected his career out of college, or I mean out of the Rams when he was thinking about retiring, right? Yep. And why Nagy and Flip wanted to get him in with the Bears because they love him. Because clearly, he's sitting behind Mitch Trubisky. Now, I had heard in training camp, it was he's not a great practice player. So in practice, he's not going to blow you away. So it was even, they just went with Mitch. But if Nick Foles, who clearly at this level of the NFL, has to have something in his body to go, I'm better than this guy, right? But he never says it. Right. I, I know for me personally, I would, maybe I'm a lower, I, I am a lower character guy than Nick Foles. It would be hard. But that's why, that's why people swear by this guy, because he doesn't say a word. He just, I think he operates just normally. He's like there to support Mitch. It's probably and easy Mitch, when you know. Mitch can't like, hold his job when you're watching. Going, my time's coming. Um, it's True, a of but time. I mean, what if you're thinking like, why we could have? Now you it, you were winning, it's, but still, like, yeah, no, you're right. I don't want to take away from he's, him. Because, guy, he's he's developing. He's just adding on to one of the most unique careers. I just don't even think it's possible for this to happen again. Right? Well, he's like his a, career won't ever happen again in sports. He's like a, it's like a lower floor <laughs> but higher ceiling Alex Smith career, right? Like. He doesn't have any of the consistency because he doesn't have the consistency of opportunity. But Alex kept starting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have the consistency of opportunity that Alex had. But in terms of just being beaten down time after time after reason to quit time after time, getting f- so rich time after time. <laughs> Alex a little richer, I think. Uh, Alex, probably, but I mean, uh, yeah, he is because he was a number. He was a number one pick. Been but, starting more starting quarterbacks too. But it's starting, just starting quarterback salary. You know, they get demoted. They're right there. They get promoted. They're ready to play. They get demoted and traded and traded and demoted and hurt and replaced. And it's just... They got all these guys all over the NFL that love them, that always want Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That it's just like, I'm telling you. Got, I remember Andy Reid talking about Alex Smith back when Alex Smith sucked. Like, I want to get that guy. It's like, coach, he's been in the league five years. Well, Andy is the common thread, right? He loved Nick. Maybe Andy's a genius. Um, yeah. Well, he is a genius. I, I, I do think the, the Nick Foles just story in general... Is is one of the cooler fun stories in in the last like decade just in sports, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever his name comes up, it just gets an emotion. Like I just saw it today on Twitter. Like everyone just kind of roots for the guy. He's just a rootable human that like if you live in the Bay Area, you live in Florida, you're like, oh fucking Nick Foles is back in. He just kind of gets you like, oh, he's just got this kind of career. He's become so famous without really playing that much, but he had the couple big moments and obviously the Super Bowl. But then he just doesn't play forever, and then he cut, somehow he gets thrown to the Jags, and you're like, "Oh, he took the money. I know he had to do it, but it's like that's going to be a long couple years making all that money." And then boom, he's out the next year, and he's saved to the Bears, who have a pretty good team. And within a game, two two and a half games, he's a starting quarterback. He's got he's a hero in Philly, could be a hero in Chicago, right? Pretty good towns to be. Pretty good towns, you know, liked. I know. I, I know a guy who knows a guy, whatever. I, I can be said now because he's since moved on from Philadelphia, but I was once sent uh uh what's like the you know, like uh, home security footage of people in Philadelphia would drive by the house, honk the horn, and just scream, Big Dick Nick. 
you know, and the home security camera would just capture cars slowing down in front of the house, screaming, big dick, Nick, and driving away. <laughs> did, did, did rumor get out that he had a big dick or was it just like a point? I think had so. so much pride in the guy. I think it came. Oh, rumor. I, I thought, I don't know. I maybe like someone not. on a podcast said like, you should like see a Foles player, in the shower. Yeah, or something. Like another player or did it? I don't, I don't honestly remember the word originated. I, I've always thought, I didn't think it was that. I just thought like Philly, that's maybe just how, it is. Like, he's got a big dick. He's a badass. Somebody they don't even us. know he's got a big dick. They just talk yeah, about it. It could like be that. that. It could be that. But, uh, but it does make some sense. Like, <laughs> I could definitely see on some like barstool podcast five four years ago, some dude on the Eagles like God, you, you see Foles cock, you know, just <laughs> just talking about like he's not even the starter, right, you know, just right. talking about it. That's what it, you tweeted to me. That's what everyone people are texting me that immediately. Well, guy, that's just I just think that is his nickname with anyone like under forty outside of Philly and just what people in Philly consider. That's what they. That's how they talk about him. They call him Big Dick Nick. It's not even. And I don't think, like, I think sometimes you use that word, you know, it's like, it's not even, it's 100% positive. It's like a, it's like a way to anoint their hero, right? Like, it's it's a point of pride. Yeah, for it doesn't, them, it doesn't even Nick. feel as dirty, right? It feels less it's, dirty. There's zero it's, dirt involved in yeah. it. It's, it's a point of pride with, he's got a big dick and he's going to lead us to victory. Dead, dead serious on your face. Like, not, no laugh. It's not like a fart jo- joke or anything. It's dead serious. Like, big dick Nick's leading us to a win. So they got Indy this week. Then they play Tampa, Carolina, the Rams, the Saints, the Titans, the Vikings, Green Bay, Detroit again. Um, obviously, like, do you Minnesota, think it is Jacksonville? Good? No, not really. It's hard to tell. I mean, I, every time I looked up today, Darnold was throwing pick six. They're terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if we give the Niners some credit for that, we should give the Colts some credit for that. But I think, yeah, they're probably you. You probably split with. Them. I mean. It's probably going to be hard to split with them. Like you're gonna, you maybe you beat them once handily in the other game. Like you're gonna to have to go win it. Maybe you got to go win both. But it's not an easy schedule. But yeah, could they get to ten? One, two, three, four, five, six. It'll be yeah. They'll have to, if they're if they're going to be a ten win team, then that means they'll have to beat. They'll have to split with Green Bay. They'll have to beat the Rams or the Saints or the Titans, right? Like they're going to have to win some big games. But they can I do don't it. think. I don't think Nagy's beat Green Bay yet in his two years. Really? <laughs> he hasn't had Nick Foles, Ro- John. Ro- yeah, he hasn't had Nick Foles. Rodgers has owned him. So I think Nick I think Nick changes the narrative with this team, which is, as for me, I'm glad I, I want him to do well. And I just, like most humans, I just root for Nick Foles. I just find myself a Nick Foles fan. Yep. Let's talk about another resurrection here, Cam Newton. I mean, we'll talk about the Raiders, and we'll talk about the Patriots. I think both of them we're talking about out of this game. Uh, you know, the week was interesting because it was a lot of Cam Newton. Can you believe how much money he got paid? How many other teams could have had him? And it was like, I think people took that Seahawks game, the way he played in that game and thought, this is Cam's only going to get better. He's going to put together an MVP type season. I thought he was really good in that game. You and I have talked about him though, because we've watched him. They relied a lot on the running. I didn't think he was great. I don't even have the numbers in front of me. He for, he throws some balls that are just you, you like okay, you can throw them against the Raiders, quadruple coverage, just like some he does some crazy stuff. Maybe it's because he, he always has guy. I know. And so that's why I'm not buying like he can carry him, but clearly their defense, Bill Belichick, Darren Waller had two catches. They both came in guard. Like game was over. Didn't have a target at halftime, Darren Waller. So I mean, they're what are they, three and oh? Well, I I think they're yeah they're uh, who the Patriots yeah. they're two and one because they, they lost to Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave them credit for that. Yeah, 
So cause it felt like they won, right? I mean, it, it, the way Cam was talked about, we got to put his contract thing in a vacuum. He got paid $550,000 because no one was willing to pay him. Like you are what the market determines you are. Now, outside of a vacuum, what would just even watching Cam through three games, yeah, he should be making $20 million, right? Just starting quarterback on a team that's going to be a playoff team. He's a huge part of their offense. Here's what I would say, They're going to go well. He's gonna he was bad today, guy. He, But he, for them to beat good teams, and I think the Raiders, I think today made you question, like, how what is their upside? Especially these next two weeks. Like, they, they could be 3-3 three and three before you blink here. Or, I guess, 2-3. and three. I guess they're 2-1. and one. They got the Bills and the Chiefs. Like, it, it's going to get harder, right? Those two teams are probably better than the Patriots. I just think that Cam has, like, part of Cam's package is he has games today. When you're watching him, and I, we were betting on him, and I had him on the fantasy team where he just sucks. And he was just, he was pretty below average today. Here's, so let me ask it this way. If everyone's talking about it, he should have got paid. What's he going to get? He keeps playing. The, let's say they go to the playoffs. What's Cam Newton going to get? Is he going to get? Well, would they franchise him or no? Yeah. If he takes him to the playoffs, they might. But are they going to give him three years? Got to go year to year. No, are they give him I, I don't see million dollars guaranteed. No, would someone give him that? I don't. Would Gruden? What if? What if the Raiders miss and Gruden want him? See, that's where I, I'm, I'm just, not saying. I, I'm not saying yeah, I he's know. not. Please understand, I am not saying that he hasn't been good by and large. I'm just saying this whole week was about how he's proven everybody wrong, and he is to a degree because he's getting paid so little. But I hope he's healthy, and I hope they make the playoffs, and then. And then we'll see. Is someone going to give him a, a real quarterback contract? But I, but again, today, he, he, when Cam was, you know, making elite money, he had three or four of these, right? Yeah. That's no, when he's going true. to the Pro Bowl. He has shitty games. He has he, the thing with Cam, even when he was awesome, like the years when the Panthers were winning 11, 12 games, he's going to have some just ugly clunkers. Are you, so I just, are you saying still I a small judge sample him too much size on this game? That's what you're saying? Yeah, I just. He was off, and but they didn't even need him to do that much. But he was not very good. He, he just looked. You could just tell. It just it was off. Now, here's my pushback on... I, I text you this because you were shitting on him. And I, I was mad at him, too. I mean, I had him on my fantasy team. Like, their weapons are not exactly C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Gallup, and Zeke. Yeah, right? it's true. The, their weapons are... They're force-feeding the Nikhil Keel. Harry, which I, I think is a lot... Nikhil, he's not I like Nikhil coming out. Right, they're probably should have been like a, a third round pick. Yeah, he, they're force feeding a guy who's not making, who's not going to make explosive plays. At least he hasn't yet. Maybe now I, yeah, I think he had an ankle from last week, so maybe it wasn't hundred percent. But well, I mean, is is he always hurt? Yeah. I just think okay, we'll just look at the Patriots schedule here. They got that's a pretty good game. They got the Chiefs next week. Uh, then the Broncos, then the Niners, then the Bills, then the and then the Jets. I think we'll learn a lot about Cam the next several weeks. But I, but I, here's where I give the Patriots credit: when he's off, they don't make him carry them. Now, look, they ran the ball today with Sony, Rex, your fantasy guy, oh, crushed it. Alvin Kamara, what did he do? the white Alvin what did, Kamara. What, what did he do today? Uh, multiple touchdowns. Yeah, he had he had. Two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Fuck. It's a good day. Had 100 yards combined, rushing, passing. J.J. Taylor was pretty good for them today. Um, one thing you see with the... Well, I just think one thing you see with the Patriots, and even bigger than Cam, I thought that picture on Wednesday of Bill that went viral is really funny. 
but it also kind of symbolized something. He lost, I mean, uh, a gut-wrenching loss, right? At Seattle on the one-yard line. Like, that just sucks to lose that game. He came back with a fucking vengeance this week. Because that game plan, we'll get into Derek here in a second. His numbers don't look that terrible. I watched him and thought, like, he didn't really have a chance against them. And that number you give about... He Belichick took away Waller. Well, everyone all week, Waller, Waller, Waller. And, and again, I'm not trying to diminish Waller. He's a great player. What's Belichick known for? Every one of his big games in his career, it's like they take away your best option. They make you beat him with the second pitch. Waller, fucking see ya. And I know Gruden was like, well, Waller was open, watch the tape. Well, fuck, he wasn't getting the ball. <laughs> so, I mean, Belichick doesn't give a shit if he's open or not. He ain't getting it. And Belichick came to me this week. And he can impact the game more defensively. I think technically is the play caller. But on a mission, like this team who has a bunch of weapons, you ain't coming here on a short week and fucking getting us. Yeah, and 20 they, points is misleading. I, I thought the Patriots kind of fucking housed them today. You're right. The 20 points, because I, I turned the game off when it was 13. Like, wh- did they get some garbage touchdown clearly yeah. in late in the fourth quarter? It, it was... The Patriots dominated that game. When, when it really, because that first quarter is kind of tight, and I, you and I texting, we're like, God, I think the Raiders kind of play with them. Then it just felt like the game plan, like the Raiders just hit their ceiling, the, and, and it was just like they weren't going to score. The Raiders were better when the game started, and the Patriots got kind of lucky because the Raiders got that Josh Jacobs fumble where it turned out he actually recovered it, but the officials didn't give it back to the Raiders because they hate them. Um, and now they got they got a stop on the other end, but the the. Patriots didn't look great. I, I thought the Raiders looked really comfortable to start that game. No crowd. They just looked ready to play. Um, That's a weird stadium with no crowd. It's like, God, it just looks We're just weird, so used to seeing it? it like under the lights, Sunday night football, packed, freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll take, I think your point about Bill and the sweatshirt is a good one, that it did symbolize something. I'll take it even a step further, right, beyond just coming off the Seattle game. But, uh, you know, I think they're, I don't know if it crossed his mind. It crossed some people's minds like, Tom's moving on. Why don't you just shut it down, Bill? Walk away. Go out with, you know, Tom's last year. Don't even try to do this again. Guy, C- Colin, and he's not, I mean, he believes this, thought they were tanking. And I think everyone pushed back like, Colin, you, I'll promise you one thing. There, there are teams now in sports that tank. That motherfucker, if you did a list of last people to tank, he might be tied with like maybe like a Pat Riley, but he'd have to be number one in the last guy to tank, right? I mean, number one on the list, last guy to ever tank. But it's not like he's... Especially when you factor in Tom just left him kind of middle finger up. Like, this ain't going to... If he was going to do it, it ain't this year. Yeah, I don't know what the exact crossover was because I saw... Did Robert Kraft say something about, you know, Cam Newton was a free agent for 89 days or 86 days or 83 days? I don't know how many days Tom... It, like, after... Tom was gone. He was a free agent. But it's like the Patriots ran out. Well, Tom, and signed. Tom signed like the second day of free yeah, agency. It's like the he Patriots ran out and signed Cam right away. <laughs> right? They didn't get him no, on day they forty-five. Didn't. They didn't get him on day. Now, part of it might have been you COVID, and you wanted to work him out. Right? Might have been that you wanted to get a medical. Maybe it was some of that, but it didn't feel like much of that. So there, there were some cap issues, right? Yeah, and there they were, were a lot of through factors, some stuff. But I think rumors are they had been talking for a long time, like Bill. I think Bill just tried to entice him, like any good salesman, to come play for cheap. And maybe when you look around, and maybe the reality was he didn't have any other offers, but I would imagine Bill really sold him on the fact of coming to work for cheap. Now, again, he might not have had any other offers, but I, I think both these two guys have a lot to prove 
And Bill's just the better, like Bill's better than Cam is at playing quarterback. Yeah. Bill's better at coaching, right? Yeah. But I think you saw today, like, listen, our roster is not that great. But Derek Carr is not coming into Foxborough, even in an empty stadium, and doing what he just did to the Saints. I'll fucking promise you that. And Bill got him. And that's why on the flip side to me today, like I, I thought after the Saints game, I go, this team really dynamic on offense, right? And after that game, when we were doing the live deal, and you were right, you're like, well, you can't just judge the little guy off the box score. Because Rugs. he drew he drew two pass interferences. And part of drawing a pass interference is on the first that first series when Derek misses him, I think all of a sudden it just everyone on defense goes, God damn, this guy's fast. I bet the corner comes to the sideline going to Dennis Allen and, and the DB coach is like, God, this motherfucker's fast. We got to cheat. Like, I, I thought he was fast. He's faster than I thought. And you just, the rumors on the sidelines start growing. Like, hey, rugs, cheat, right? He's not there. Again, you just look. How many catches he have through two games? Like three. Like it's not like he's even done that much, but he has a massive impact. Clearly, right? Yeah. Because who would Gilmore have been on today? Him. Him. Yeah. Him. And and you know it just opens up. Darren Waller's really the only guy now. Renfro. I mean, Renfro's Renfro's good. Renfro's good. But Waller is the guy that you circle and you you just circle him big, big, big red and a bunch of yellow highlighter especially without rugs there. And I think it definitely affected him. I don't come out of this game thinking much differently of the Raiders. I still think they can be a playoff team. I still think their offense is good. I think they, you think they, you think they win one of these next two games though? Uh, no, there's no reason to think they beat <laughs> Buffalo or Kansas city. You're right. Like, um, wouldn't you say Buffalo's got a pretty big advantage, their offense against that defense? I would say that. Yep. Yep. But, and Buffalo's and, and defense McDermott's, is just solid. They're, yeah. They're pretty solid. But they've been in some shootouts. Like Miami put them in a shootout. Obviously, the Rams put them in a shootout. Um, so I think we probably give Buffalo more respect. Beating in theory, the Bills are more talented than the Patriots, though. Yeah, more but you just better Bill, players, man. Bill just suffocated the whole thing. I, I guess. Uh, look, the Raiders can look worse if they don't beat the Bills, if they don't beat the Chiefs, and then they're two and three going into their bye. But then they got Tampa. Then they got Cleveland. Then they got the Chargers. Then they got Denver. So I still think they're okay. I'm not. I, I think they're all right. Like they beat New Orleans. It's not great. That, that was huge. That was huge. It was though. big. I I just I still look at them mostly the same. They need rugs. Their margin for error is not going to be huge. They got to score. I don't reevaluate everything I thought about their offense after two weeks because Bill shut them down without rugs. Like on a short week, yeah, they should have lost this game. But I, I just said, but but it wasn't. You do pretty. see like it was like they weren't in to it. me. But 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 my point is with Ruggs is he's already banged up it's now. True. He's a speed guy, so it's not like he's not one of those players that can just play at 85%, 90%. And when he's not around, it has a dramatic impact on him, as it should. They and then just you're in a hole. Josh Jacobs overall. doesn't do as much for you. Yeah, it's just it, their defense is not good. So to me, for them to make the wild card, their offense has to be elite. And we saw that against the Saints. Well, without Ruggs, it's, their offense doesn't have a chance to be elite, right? Their offense being elite is Ruggs, Jacob, and Waller. And then the other guys can just kind of mix in. Devontae Booker can make some plays. Aguilar can make some plays. Renfro can make some plays. Because everyone's just, the, the entire defense is just thinking like, where's 83? What's Ruggs? 12? God, all these guys are wearing these team 12 numbers now. Or 11. 12? Ayuk's 11. Yeah, I think he's 12. 
Do you notice that? All these wide receivers? When did that I think change become a couple, cool? I thought it changed a couple years ago where they could start doing it. It's that. clearly just cool to wear a single digit, right? So I, I, I just... I don't know, man. I I think their margin for error on offense without him is not it. Like Derek kind of gets exposed 11. with him. Yeah. I think he's eleven too. Yeah. So they just they just need him healthy to have a shot at the playoffs, and that's what you should when you draft a guy that high. Like he should have a huge impact on your team, right? It's not like I'm not saying anything crazy. It's just basic the way a team's built. Yeah, but, I mean, but you, you you feel good about him is the thing. You just don't feel good about him being healthy. You feel good about him when he's on the field. I just I just know, and again, I've been around Deshaun, and Deshaun's rookie year when he hit the scene, it was like, holy shit. But as his career went on, right, he's just a guy that battled some injuries. Now, he's – Ruggs hasn't done this yet. If you remember, Deshaun took a couple hellacious hits over his career where he was like, is Deshaun Jackson dead? <laughs> and they, they don't – people don't even hit like that anymore. But his, like, I thought his hit where he banged up his knee in that Carolina game was just kind of a random, normal-looking tackle, yeah. and boom, he's all he's been fucked up the last two weeks. I know. You see David Arnett, the play, or Damon, the corner, playing with a cast, hits the ground, thing bent back. I can't imagine the pain that went through that guy's body at that and moment. And the play was like eight yards out of bounds, and they put it in a harder, in a hard cast, it looked like, after that, right? God, that, I, I have respect for anyone playing with that type injury where it's hanging out of the, the cast. Like the thumb is still, you see the thumb, right? You see the tip of it. That that pain, I oh, I, I can't even imagine how bad that hurt. For I, that I, consistently in the NFL, you know, the, the bad injuries are bad, but what has to be underrated is just the nicks. When you're nicked up, you know, nicked up for the rest of us is like, um, this was a disaster. Spent three days in the hospital, nicked up. But but I even think like a Can't deep thigh bruise on my that doesn't even get talked up. about, just like a hit. But just like just a random hit where the guy gets up, the pain that he might once he gets back to the like huddle, he's like, oh my god, that hurt. There was a play today in the Cowboy game. Amari catches the ball, clearly rolls on the ball, going four four speed. That jolt of just not being able to breathe for twenty seconds. Is something that I haven't felt in years, right? I mean, it's happened to me like twice in my life, right? But you just Jamari goes and over, kind of shakes his head, comes back in. <laughs> Middle cough. Let's tell the people about Manscaped. It's warm outside. Manscaped.com has you ready for any situation. When you use the promo code Ham twenty, Manscaped.com promo code Ham twenty get you twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Go check it out. Lawnmower 3.0. I have one. Haberman has one. I also have a great little toiletry bag that I use. They have ball chafing, deodorant. They got it all. Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM20. The promo code used to be HAM. They had to, we had to change it over some stuff. HAM20. Go get the Lawnmower 3.0. Best in the business. I used it the other day. It's fantastic. HAM20. Manscaped.com. Check it out. Mm. The, because of the ceramic. Blades, skin-safe technology, no nicks, no snags, Mm. the perfect protection for your franchise quarterback. 20% off, free shipping, code HAM20 at manscaped.com. That's code HAM20, manscaped.com. It's time to give your testies the absolute besties with Manscaped. Do it. So we talked about it. Uh, Carson Wentz coming into the weekend sold a lot of stock. I saw. Did I see Cowherd did a thing about, like, I am not selling my stock, basically, in Wentz? 
Well, he crushed him for the backwards half. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Um, but I'm out. I've been out. You know, everyone was tweeting Sunday about he looks terrible. You, we were texting about it. You saw a little more of that game than I did, I think. Um, six picks, three games. Six picks. Well, it's, we've been talking. If you've been listening to the podcast, you're not surprised that Wentz is throwing bad interceptions, right? In close games. Six. Because the two he threw against Washington were awful. The one in the red zone he threw against uh, the Rams. The Rams was terrible. So, but then he makes some plays late and he scores a touchdown and, you know, he's a winner. Did he redeem himself? They are. They got some problems. And part of it is they're, they're not overly skilled on offense, but, you know, when you flip it on, it's like, hey, whatever they do, they can't let Ertz beat them. It's like, well, you know, he doesn't have much. If it's Ertz is good, but. Yeah, I mean, their leading receiver was Greg Ward Jr. Yeah, it's the, who they, was he's the got, college quarterback not, no, that they transferred. Houston? So, Houston? Was that where he's from? Yeah, Houston. And Dallas Goddard got hurt today, so he's out. And then you have, I, I just think that... Deshaun? Deshaun's hurt, of course. Alshon? I mean, that's what happens to old... Alshon hasn't played JJ, yet. did he play? Stinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just not any good. I, I He didn't get a catch. That Carson's dealing with... You know, his line some, stinks. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say his his gun has no bullets, but he's running low on ammo. Now, he's not helping it out. He, he played shitty. But, guy, like, you just can't turn the ball over. To me, if you're going to have a small margin for error, which they have. Like, look, the Niners have had that. You can't throw picks. Like, when Nick Mullins today, the reason they're winning easily with Nick Mullins is not turning the ball over. Carson Wentz, you're playing the Bengals, who aren't that good. That if you just don't throw picks, you probably win by 10 points. And to me, he's got this kind of gunsling. And you didn't even see it at the end, which is why you like him, right? He's running around. He's diving. There were plays at the end of the game, which I respect him for this. They're getting their ass kicked. He started, I, I thought, just watching like the red zone carry that game like the last five minutes. He's lowering his shoulder, running guys over. And I, I'm thinking like, my God. Now, granted, when he does lower his shoulder, the defenders go back. So I, I he kind of just goes fuck it. That's I'm why he go keeps cam. doing it. Feels good. Yeah, it, it works. But you got to. I would imagine Howie and Jeffrey up in the suite going, "Oh my god, we got 120 guaranteed to this guy. He's gonna fucking break his clavicle again, or his neck, or his bone, or something." And and he willed them to overtime. But it was all just making plays with his legs. I, I they got a problem, and it's it's not all him though, right? Because to me, if he was playing with a full offensive line, full skill guys, and this was happening, it would be a big issue. But I do think they can internally justify it. Now, that doesn't help. They're 0-2-1. 0-2-1. With two bad losses and a tie to the Bengals. Who have the same record now. And they got to play the Niners now. Now, if you're listening to this on Monday, we'll probably find out a lot more these next couple days who's going to play for the Niners. Because I, it's hard to assume. Like, is Jimmy back? Is Mullen starting again? I'd assume Kittle's back. Sherman can't be back. Debo, we'll see. Like, the Niners do have some question marks, right? They, the team that we just watched today, they could just roll that back. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Yep. And if you told me they just rolled back what we saw today, I'd say them and the Eagles probably, like, coin flippy game. We were trying to guess. We haven't seen it yet. The, the We should guess the line here. Because um, I don't think it'll be big. Like, in my head, I, I'm watching the end of the Eagles game going, are the Niners the lock of the week again? Um I, I couldn't I couldn't bet on Mullins against Philly I, if the line was like six. I'm or with seven. you, but I kind of feel like the line no, but I feel like the line's gonna come out. You when we were texting, you guessed like four, four and a half. 
I feel like the line's going to come out somewhere around there, and then Garoppolo and Kittle are going to play, and it's going to be value. But I again, I don't, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. But my point is just, I, if it's like three and a half tomorrow, we should just immediately bet it. Yeah, they just hope that that's what happens, right? But even then, I like the the Niners are are you know our buddy Jimmy was on his feet. Jimmy was on his feet today, standing there. Are we sure that they just didn't want to risk it? I think he could have played if he had to play. Jimmy was guy. He has a he has an ankle sprain, and he stood and watched the game. Think about that. Our, our, he stood uh, and watched the game. Did yeah, he was even sprain. wearing a boot or anything? They didn't show. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see his leg. But he, you wouldn't make the guy fucking stand for three hours, right? He would sit. Our buddy John Dickinson, who covers the Niners, has always used a great phrase that I stole and I use now, and it applies here. The Niners are just a more button-down team than the Eagles are. The Eagles, because Carson makes mistakes, are just not buttoned down. Like maybe with Mullins, the ceiling isn't super high, but the floor is not as low as it is with Wentz. Can just kill, you, absolutely kill you. And again, their line is a. Ma- I think their line's a major problem. Even before Jason Peters got hurt, some yeah. I saw a tweet. It was like a bunch of Peters getting beat highlights, and it was like Peters is going to make the Eagles pay him again before he starts playing like a Pro Bowler. Like it's they got problems. So I, you know, again, I don't know what the line is, but th- this is a winnable game for the Niners if they're just a little healthier. It's a very winnable game. Yeah. In, in theory, they should be healthier. Here's right? the other thing. They got guys that are just there to come back. Wentz, it's not like his team's getting healthy. They're winless. So in theory, he's only getting more desperate. In theory, he's only going to try and make more plays. Like, it's hard, I think, when you are winless and you're pressing to go, okay, the key here is to stop pressing as much. It's actually a bad matchup for the Eagles, too, because the Niners, while their D-line is not as good as last year, it's still pretty damn good, and they feast on bad offensive lines. Like, that's the one thing this group has done. You've seen it the last couple of weeks against the Jets and the Giants. Their randoms get pressure because they just they play one speed, just get up the field. There's yeah. not like two gapping, you know, wash them this. It's just get up the field and cause havoc. Well, you got the Eagles offensive line that just can't stay in front of anyone. Not ideal. Now, I, that's a tough matchup for them. The counter would be he can't extend plays. And on the yeah. day that he doesn't throw two picks, he can't, can't be you you would you wouldn't think he's gonna throw two picks a game for the whole season. No. Right? You wouldn't think. They got Pittsburgh coming up and then they got Baltimore after that. They have to win this game, Philly. Like they must win this game. Did Pittsburgh win today? Yeah, they beat the Texans. Beat the Texans, yeah. So I saw the go ahead score, so they must have won 28 21. Juju, yeah, Juju. They picked off Deshaun late. Um 28-21. Houston had an early lead in that game, but you know, yeah, that, in other words, Carson's ceiling is is like he could roll out a 375, four touchdowns, no picks. Like he can do that. Yeah. And I don't can the Niners beat that performance? That's why I don't know. But I think the three teams that really benefit right now from no fans, obviously the Jets and the Giants. I think the Eagles, you could even put ahead of them just because people their fan base expected them to be good. I mean, they have a max quarterback. They're they're oh two and one. They've lost yeah. two home games. Yeah. Right. The good news was they didn't I mean, lose they, the third. They tied. That's why you you punt to preserve the tie, John. Do you think the record, Doug Peterson's three punts in overtime? Now it's a shortened overtime, right? It's ten minutes. I don't think that'll ever be broken. <laughs> three punts in overtime. What was your stat on the Niners today? No punts. punts in the game. Did did uh? How about them being in field goal range and then at the end of the game and then working their way out of field goal range? That's a killer. Would you? 
we talked a little bit about this before we jumped on. Everyone's shitting on them for playing for the tie. If you remember, I was at the Monday night game last year. And remember the narrative after that game is like Kyle Which screwed game? up. The Niners, aggressive. the Niners Seattle game that went to overtime is like he should have played for the tie because Jimmy went three and out because they both punted like twice in overtime. Yeah. They got the ball back with like two minutes. Remember, and Jimmy goes three and out. He like overthrows a couple balls, and Seattle got it back, game winning. And everyone was like, they should have played for the tie. But you're not really thinking that. I do wonder if if they would have played for the tie and tied that game. They would that final game against Seattle wouldn't have happened. They would have had the division sewed up. Doug Peterson, if you wanted to defend him, their division stinks, and a tie is better than a loss, right? Yeah. So he's at, he's at the forty nine with nineteen seconds left. Because you would not have played for the tie if you were, for example, in like the NFC West, because you're not getting to the playoffs at oh two and one. Yeah, that's a good right? point. You if you think well, last year we won the division at nine and seven. It quick check at the Cowboys. They're playing Seattle. The game hadn't happened yet, but you're probably thinking, well, they might lose that game. The Redskins lost. The Giants stink. You're not dead at 0-2 and one. Now you you're in. Are you even dead at 0-3 and one? You know, if the Cowboys lose again, well, who knows? No, I would say the NFC East has taught us one thing: like everybody always feels like they're still in it, right? The problem yeah. is just your schedule doesn't. It's hard again the next week. And if you're not getting any better or any healthier, you just might not be good enough to overcome that. Yeah. So I do watch the two teams. There is no excuse for the Cowboys not to win that division. Do you agree there? Yes. The Cowboys should be in the playoffs. They're talented and healthy. The Cowboys should be in the playoffs. They're like the poor man's version of Seattle. Can't cover anyone. Mm. Can score. The coaching feels a little more iffy than Seattle. They're just, yeah, they're the poor man's version of Seattle. Because you watch them, you go, gather. Pretty good. Multiple I can receivers. If you're a Cowboy fan, you got to be thinking like, how do we keep losing? Like when Dak throws it, it's like when Russ throws it. You don't. You're like, who's this one going to? Like, who's coming across? Is it Lockett? Is it DK? Is it Gallup? Yeah. Is it Amari? Is it <laughs> CD Lamb? This new is dude, it, Harris. Uh, so, yeah. Who's the guy the Patriots have? Zuger? Zuber? I don't. I don't know. Zuber? Zuther? I had that. I had that Vangelis? game. On, I had that game on mute. Uh, what else? Bills Rams. Fun, yeah. You know, I think Josh Allen has become one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Is that is that even arguable right now? No, you like know, I kind of you watch him; a he's a star. Does some dumb shit, like he did a pitch down the down the feet, like running the option, but they weren't running the option. He just saw the guy there. It's like Josh, you got to stop doing that. That's my favorite. He also does flag what, football what for t- flag football freshman year play. Josh Allen is king of when he's getting sacked by multiple guys. He thinks he can fight out of it mm. with like a stiff arm to the guy's head as he keeps the ball back behind his other head. You know, so he's got one arm stiff arming a defender while one guy's wrapped around his waist while the ball's in the air hoping he can get it off. And sometimes it just leads to craziness, like fumbles and just disastrous. Like for as good of and talented a player as he is and his numbers look fantastic... He takes these plays where you go, is that the worst play I saw today? <laughs> he has a couple of those. How about this? I looked it up uh, earlier today. So he has over 300 yards passing. every. He's a one 400-yard game this year, but he has three straight 300-yard passing games to start the season. He had two 300-yard passing games in at Wyoming in two years as a starter, and one of them was against Gardner-Webb. So he had one 300-yard passing day. Basically, a season at Wyoming was two K.J. Costello games for him. That's a good stat at Mississippi State. 
It took him like six That's games it. to get to 700 yards passing if you take out the FCS opponent. But that would have would that have felt worse for them or better? Would that would I'll ask you the same thing you asked about the Falcons Bears game? Would that have been a worse loss or a better win? A worse loss for the Bills or a better win for the Rams if the Rams had pulled that off? The Rams uh, got a PI on fourth down. I think at the it would have game. Pretty sketchy PI too. I think it would have been an incredible win for the Rams. Yeah, if you're the if you're the Bills, the you're Rams so are three and zero. Oh. They've been, they've won all these games the last three years. They have the best player on the field, Aaron Donald. It would have sucked because they were up guy twenty one three. I think they were up twenty eight to three. And then someone texts me like, "You watching the yeah, Rams?" Twenty five. No, I stopped. I stopped, I stopped paying attention. And Jared Goff. I don't even know how they did it. I think it was going to be the third largest comeback in NFL history. So I, it would have been a better win for the Rams. I, I still think if you're the Rams, you feel pretty good. You're like, we were getting our ass kicked. We came storming getting back. demolished. I think Aaron Donald, easily leader in the clubhouse, defensive player of the year. He looks the same uh, as he did in hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, he just kicks like a scrimmage. He, he's a dominant player. They, that's That game was fun. That, that game, the last... Five six minutes of the game was pretty incredible. Yeah, that that was to me that was more bananas than Seattle Dallas because really Dallas was kind of fake in it as much. Like, again, what I mean, was that deficit? I, I felt they were down thirty to fifteen, so they were down fifteen points, and you know in the fourth. But like, when no one's covered anyone, and both those two teams just throw deep all the time. Like the one thing with the Rams and Buffalo, they they were in normal plays. When you watch Seattle, like, what are their plays? Go routes, posts, you know, hand off Chris Carson, that, then like yeah, a lock at seventeen yard out, and then somebody over the top. Go deep, and I think Dallas is like, yeah, let's just stop giving it to Zeke and do the same. I'm like, yeah, guys, they got throw deep. They got a bunch of they got five guys they can throw the ball to. There were a lot of points scored in the in those two games. Yeah, those were great. Rams, Buffalo, Dallas, Seattle. Like to me, I watched those four teams. I know Dallas is one and two, but I feel like Dallas is a legitimate NFL team, right? Yeah. They're the worst of that group because it just... Mike Nolan's a terrible defensive coordinator. I mean, terrible. Their touchdowns, as you're celebrating, as you should be, are joke touchdowns. Like, Lockett... Guys, I've been watching Seattle this entire Pete run. They run on the goal line, that crossing route to like... Oh, there's Lockett sneaking around. No shit. They've run that fucking play 500 times. Or Jacob Hollister leaking out, right? Is there any play like the Russ play action, look back, throw back guy wide open? That is their go-to play in the red zone. And uh, Mike Nolan, have you been watching them play for since Brian Schottenheimer's definitely been the offensive coordinator? What are you guys doing? You see that that he's up in the box now, and they think like it's just completely changed their offense. He's sitting up there by himself. Mm -hmm. It's working. It feels like he's grabbing the ball from the box and just placing it 40 yards down the field in DK's hands. You watch football all day, and really all weekend, but just for three weeks. I'd say the percentage on deep balls, like, I mean, legitimate deep ball, something that's like 40-plus yards, what would you say, like 15%? Yeah, but they feel like they hit three or four of them a game. How about the DK? How about the one that did hit and DK... I don't know, thought he was 12 yards ahead of the DB, whoever that was, Don Beebe or George Teague, came and popped it out. Do you know, I, I didn't know this, you get credit for 62 yards? I did? No, no, draft no. Well, you might have too, oh. but the, the, like you get, DK gets 62 yards yeah. of offense right there. Yeah. 
Just like if you carry the ball and fumble it after 30 yards. But that he I, is a he is a dominant player. Do you agree there? Like he's just you watch him and they go, oh, he he doesn't have lateral movement. Who gives a shit? Well, did you notice? They run, no one can cover so him. So on on that ball, like the ball goes up, and then the camera has to move, which is again every rust play, and it happened to Lockett too, where they are they were both so far behind the defense. Like DK has to just wait and wait and wait, and Russell throws a gorgeous ball. But even though Russ has to drop it in the bucket sometimes, a lot of times guys are just wide open. What, what, I, what I don't understand with those two guys at this point in time, how do they get behind the defense? Like Because they but, can run the ball. There's two of them. But um, you're like biting on Greg Olson uh, under routes? Like, what are we doing here? How many broadcaster I mean, tight ends can we watch in one weekend? I mean, holy shit. I, I just don't understand. You're right, because they are... Now, DK has occasionally, like, the guy is kind of running right yeah, there. Yeah, don't get I me do wrong. Feel like both kinds. I feel like, I feel like Lockett, if, you just, if we just looked up every one of his touchdowns in his career, probably 30% of them, not a guy within a seven-yard radius. I would say the other 30 him. or him just He's like... He's ass. The other 30 or him, like, toe-dragging the side of the end zone. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for being how good of a player he is. Like, no one, you never get into a conversation like, Tyler Lockett, good player. He just never comes up. No. And wide receivers are just a position you always talk about. I've never heard him mentioned once in a casual Doug conversation. Doug Baldwin like, got you know, mentioned way more than Tyler Lockett. Way more. Like, I, I feel like Tyler Lockett should be the guy talking shit about not getting any respect for being average and mediocre. I think that guy's awesome. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Mike Leach's debut? KJ Costello? How many yards? 600 and. 30-something. SEC record, right? I think 37. Did you watch the game? Uh, I was not watching a lot of college football early on Saturday. And then um, I got a text that said KJ as I was walking in the house. And so I went right to the TV and I was like, holy smoke. So that's I saw like the back. I saw probably the last, I don't know, half of the fourth quarter. I didn't see anything. I mean, were guys just wide open? Um, No, he was making throws. He was missing some throws, too. Uh, but 637 I know, yards. He was just making right. a lot of throw. I didn't see enough of the game to really give you the breakdown, but it just felt like air raid, boom, 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 which air raid's usually not guys open by 30 yards. It's just eight yards, seven yards, 12 yards, seven yards, 12 yards, eight yards. I was actually texting a buddy, like, he's missing throws. Like, this is, ugh. Had not quite realized what the box score was, and then he dropped the game-winning touchdown in over the shoulder. It was gorgeous, so. I did hear on the radio Saturday morning, that only six guys that were in the two deep were in the LSU, like the LSU's team for LSU, from yeah. last year. Well, the rankings not, are, you said it before, you said it a couple weeks ago, like the rankings are a total joke. Like, yeah, I think LSU went storm. down. Like, okay. And I, I was, I was in the car today. I, I flipped on some ESPN U radio and it's like Barrett Salee. And just, I mean, it's just, it's basically, it should just be called SEC radio. And they had a good point. Like, some of these guys got double quarantined. Like, some players just throughout the SEC have missed, like, 28 days. Whether they had corona, but then they are, like, exposed Contact to Contact tracing. Even after yeah. yeah, it's just like, it is... Because when I saw that Oklahoma lost, like, if you're going to have a weird year, like, I think this year is going to be somewhat of a throwaway. Not For that, them like, or for everybody, you're saying? I just think, for, like, if LSU goes 8-4 and four or 7, like, no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. It will be, but, the but like I, wa- I did watch some of Nick Saban and, and Alabama versus Missouri. They look pretty good, guy. Like you can't convince me that they can't. Like even if times were normal, that team couldn't win the national championship. Now I get they were playing Missouri, but 
That quarterback we saw last year with Tua going down is good. They still got Waddle. They still got Smith. They still got the dude, Najee, Najee. Harris from Antioch. Dylan Moses is back. I just think Alabama probably going to be really good this yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, they are maybe Florida year. will be really good. I mean, uh, you know, Spencer Rattler's debut, I think people kind of just expected them to roll out and look like another high. Well, technically, they played, they, they played like East West Missouri oh, last right, week. But I, does that even count? He uh, threw three picks. I was texting with our guy, Drew Hill. I mean, he just hasn't played. Like, this is, I think the standard got set so high. Like, Kyler came in. He's a one off, right? He's number one pick in the draft. Baker was a three year starter. And Jalen Hurts, it's not like they just found this, was starting at Alabama. Did you say Kyler? I, I, yeah, I, Kyler was just a unique, like, to me, Spencer Rattler is a legitimate five star guy. It's first year starting. Like, it's going to be probably a little rocky. They'll probably go like 10 and two. And next year, watch the fuck out. Uh, real quick, uh, this year, this week looks like we got South Carolina, Florida, TCU, Texas, Tennessee, Missouri. Maybe they should have hired Mike Leach. Although I saw Peyton's all in on their their bald brotherhood guy. He, he longest winning streak, uh, I think, in the SEC, nine games. Tennessee. You have the last like two years or something. A and M, Alabama is this week. A uh, and Auburn, Georgia. That's pretty good too. JT Daniels must not have been good because Georgia didn't score. They, but then they end up pulling away in that game. I know they were down at halftime of whoever. I they, thought the score was like seventeen to twelve, or was that A and M? Yeah, because okay, they ended up winning thirty-seven to ten. But I think okay, that I mind. do think they were down. They played Arkansas. I do think they were down at halftime. So who are the Pac-12 JT Daniels didn't play. playing in the he SEC? Might, I don't know if he's not healthy or what, but he didn't. So who are the who are the Pac-12 quarterbacks in the SEC beside KJ Costello? JT Daniels is at Georgia, but he's not playing. Yeah. As, because I just saw DJ tweet, like, all these Pac-12 quarterbacks in the SEC. But I started thinking, like, who's playing? It's not like Alabama doesn't have one. Florida, that kid's not them. A&M's had the same quarterback. Yeah, I'm not sure who he's... Yeah. I don't I don't really think it's anybody if JT Daniels didn't play. Kentucky, no. Vandy, no. South Carolina, no. They have... Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I don't, it doesn't exist. It might have just been KJ was that good. <laughs> I do think Mike Leach is a huge addition to that conference. Like he's he's a big loss out here. Like he was. I mean, he's not the best, but he's the most famous probably. And he, right? and he beats ranked. He just wins big games. Yeah, and he just people have opinions on him. And I saw a lot of people tweeting like, "Why haven't NFL teams, you know, come after him?" And and someone quoted the tweet like some NFL analyst was like, "Have you met him?" Well, I saw but somebody tweeted like, "Remember, AD at Tennessee got fired for trying to hire him." Now that also did it, that turned into a Shiano thing too, right? That was a weird deal. But um, we mentioned off the top, Joe Montana. Pretty did you freaky read the story. Yeah, I did read the story, and it's one of those you read it and you're like, "Oh, Joe, badass, sweet." Like we kind of said off the top of the pod. Then you read it and you're like, "I mean, Joe, badass, sweet," but that's insane. Somebody she w- walks into their home, Malibu, not in San Francisco takes the baby out of the daughter's arms or their daughter-in-law's arms. Oh, she got somebody's arm. I thought maybe the baby was just like in like a rocker. Or something. I thought I read that stole it out of someone's arm. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was Could- in a bonnet or something. And then Joe stumbled upon her in the other room yeah, with Jennifer room. and they got the baby out of her hands. And then one, someone else in the house turns out there was a police officer on the street and they flagged him down. So, I don't. I mean, so that's, yeah, that's the bizarre. baby nine month old was in a playpen. 
A tussle ensued, and Mrs. Montana was able to safely pry the child from the suspect's arms. Jennifer. I would not fuck around with a woman, a grandma or a mom with the baby. Like, that's... It's a woman that was trying to steal the baby, too. Yeah, right? yep. That's pretty nuts. That, that just headline was like, it's like, what a story. I, and then Joe, you see, he tweeted like, hey, listen, yeah. we appreciate all the well wishes. We need some time to ourselves. We're a little rattled here. I don't blame him. That's like, insane. That's, a, that's crazy. I mean, now you hear a little... That, cre- I mean, you. I would imagine that it, that is traumatizing, right? In the way that... Yeah. You're probably locking your door now forever. Any creak that you hear, even when you're home, any creak that you hear wakes you up. It's, jeez. Joe's doing okay, but how's Malibu? How's in the Bay? Yeah, he had a good run. He's, had a, he's <laughs> continuing a good run. Yeah, this is this is good when you win uh, four Lombardis, right? <laughs> you know, MVPs, and for the large majority of your life, you're known as the best quarterback ever. And even it's not too bad to be known as the second best quarterback ever. It's not like your rates diminish that much. That's right. It's not like Tom's on the speaking circuit yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, autographs are not. If you're Joe, you want Tom, just keep playing, bro. Did you see? You don't want to compete. Like, Hey, we get, you know, Joe Montana. Cause that company might like, can we get Tom? By the way, did you see, uh, the giants game? Hunter Pence, who just retired was in McCovey Cove on a boat and people were just coming up to the boat, getting autographs. Did you happen to see any of that? I saw on Twitter that he was on the boat. I didn't see people like you're saying canoes and stuff. were going yeah. up to get an autograph. Did you think it was cold-blooded by the Giants to DFA Jeff Samarja two days before the season ended and he was going to become just a free agent? I mean, is that kind of like, we don't even want you around? Very weird. Cold-blooded. Like you guys couldn't have just kept him I guess when you day. pay him that much, you don't have much, you don't have to worry about anybody's feelings. But you do agree, like, that's, something's weird. Like, DFA him? The season's going to end the next day. Well, no, that, they were about to make a World Series run. It was win and get in. Didn't Not happen. until they lost. Not until they lost. All right, on that note, Big week. Big week. Later. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.